Welcome to Watch Therefore. Our Savior Jesus told us to watch for His coming, and the signs that He spoke of are all around us shouting, Watch Therefore, and be ready. So join me, Dove Schwartz, as we learn to watch and prepare for the coming of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Welcome to Watch Therefore. We're watching for this great King, this great Savior. Oh, this is not a, not a day to be without Jesus, our Lord. This is a day to be saved and forgiven and set free and under His wings, folks. Oh, well, I'm so thankful to be with you today, Dove Schwartz, host of Watch Therefore, and have a wonderful guest on the program once again with us. We have the pastor of Calvary Chapel, Beth Shalom in Pearland, Pastor Ray Jensen. Ray, wow, we had a great time together there in Texas when I was visiting. Yes, it was good to have you. I had a good time. Well, we have a very special program, and we're going to be talking about a very important passage of Scripture. Uh, but first, a word of prayer. Ray, why don't you go ahead and lead our listeners and myself in a word of prayer? Father, thank you so much for the opportunity to be on Watch Therefore Radio, proclaiming your gospel to as many people as we possibly can. Lord God, bring understanding and and uh, to all who are listening and, and to those of us here talking, we thank you, Father God, that this is all yours. We submit to you, Father God. Thank you so much. This is your time. Do your work. Draw your people. In Jesus' name, amen. That's right. That's right. Well, uh, there is a special passage of Scripture. Uh, actually, it's kind of like halfway through verse 6 of James chapter 4 down through the end of verse 10. And uh, before I read this passage of Scripture, Ray, one of the things that is so important, I believe, about our radio program is that a primary goal of the program is to position people for God's grace and mercy while at the same time His judgment and even wrath is upon the earth in greater measure uh, than, than we can imagine. Uh, so it, it's really important to be positioned for grace and mercy in this time, isn't it? It certainly is. That's the way we want to live for him. That's right. Well, and he wants to give us grace and mercy. And that's why uh, the Bible says in James chapter 4 that God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, submit to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Lament and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he will lift you up. There's a mouthful. Yeah, Ray? Yes, especially that double-minded part. It really hit me. Yeah, well, let's start off at the top here. Uh, I, uh, For example, I, I, Ray, I've come back and, and seen the Lord's miracles and his powerful moving in the midst of... Uh, of, of the congregation as we've uh, been in the preaching of his word in Africa. And I, I've come back and shared some of the testimonies that I've experienced there. And people are kind of skeptical. And they've even said in, in the church in America, in different contexts, they've said, well, well, if it was true there, why don't we see any of that here? And I said, oh, that's an easy question to answer because we're too proud here. We're too proud to see the Lord's presence manifesting and moving that way. The Lord resists the proud. He's afar off from the proud. And, and so in these areas in Africa where they're humbled by famine and, 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 and disease and, and war and genocide and rape and these things, well, the people have been humbled and, 
and the Lord is drawn near to them, and, and they're drawing near to Him. And, and, and so uh, the theme, I think what's the most important about the things we're going to be talking about is this stands under the umbrella of humility, lowering ourselves, getting down off our high horse before the Lord has to knock us off of it. That's pretty important, don't you think, Ray? Yes, we can't be in a place of pride like that. We've got to get humble before the Lord. And, and, and so, you know, for so long, I, I sadly believe that as, as American Christians, we've, we, we've, we've walked in too much pride. We, we haven't used the resources and the opportunities we've had to glorify the Lord and to bless others, but to instead uh, feather our own nest and to, uh, to fill our own bellies. And, and, and so uh, that can, can, can cause pride and facilitate pride and a lack of brokenness and humility. The Bible says there, the next passage begins with, therefore, since God gives grace to the humble, therefore submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. I hear a lot of people talking about resisting the devil, and we're going to kick the devil's tail and, and all of these other things while they're not yet submitted to God. That's a recipe for disaster, Ray. Yes, it certainly is. I've known some people that are saying, hey, we're going to go hunt demons, and uh, uh, oh, buddy, <laughs> Get humble before the Lord. That's like it says, like the verse shows, that's where he gives the grace through. Think of the insanity of a believer in Jesus saying, we're going to go hunt demons. Have you ever seen lambs hunt wolves? It's insane. No. <laughs> it's insane. Right. It's insanity. No, no, no. We we draw near to the shepherd and, and the shepherd protects us from from the wolves. That's, that's what it is. He says, therefore, submit to God. You see, we need to be humble under the authority of the Word of God, under the authority that the Lord has over us. And, and that's when we can resist the devil and he'll flee from us. Oh, we have to have things in the Lord's order. Things are all out of order in the church, and that's why things are all out of order in the nation. Yeah, Ray? Yes, and it, it makes me think of this passage in 2 Corinthians twelve nine. He said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, means it's enough, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Wow. In weakness. Wow. That's getting down to humility. you get, you got to think of it. Salvation came to us through weakness. It came through the Savior Jesus on a cross while having been scourged, insulted, beaten, uh, all these, uh, he had nails through his hands, blood running down, crown of thorns on his, on his head. His powers made perfect in weakness, and oftentimes we miss the best stuff that God can do, because we won't get down in humility, and oftentimes when we're in weakness, we're saying, oh, woe is me, instead of looking for the best stuff that God's going to do. God does his best stuff through weakness, which is where we get lowered in humility before God. It's so important. This is the Lord's way. This is the Lord's way. Remember, folks, you, we, uh, remember our listeners, this will position you for grace and mercy in a time of incredible trouble that is upon us all over the world today. He says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. And, and, and so that's the thing. We, I heard an old saying that says, uh, if 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 you're far off from the Lord, if you don't know where He is and you don't, you're wondering where God is in your situation, 
It's not God that has moved. It's we that have moved. And we need to draw near to him. And he will draw near to us. But there's something here that is important to be able to do that. It's the cleansing of hands. Uh, it, cleanse your hands, you sinners. It's the cleansing of hearts. Purify your, your hearts. And, and, and how did they become dirty? By being double-minded. Living for the world. Living for self. Walking in sin. Walking in pride and arrogance and puffed-upness. Oh, I'm all that in a bag of chips. And often in the name of Jesus behaving that way. It's foolishness. And at the same time, uh, trying to pretend, pretend to be godly. And, 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 uh, well, and I'm a Christian. Well, if, if, if that's the case, your life should show it, right? Absolutely. It should be demonstrative in your walk and your behavior, how you conduct yourself every day. Humility before God. And, and in this humility, there's a desire to be cleansed of sin and, and to, to have pure hearts before the Lord and to be single-minded. Well, look at this next passage. Well, actually, I'm going to talk about this next passage in a moment. I want to take a break for just a second and, um, and, and talk about two things. One is our special Israel trip. Ray, you're getting ready to help lead a, a group of folks from Texas and other places. They're coming. Even we've got a couple coming from South Africa. You guys are coming to Israel uh, on our Blessing Israeli Believers Feast of Tabernacles Israel tour. Are you getting excited? I'd be on a plane today if I could, though. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> That's good. Well, you know, uh, you're going to have to wait, but not much longer. And I encourage all of our listeners, go to BlessingIsraeliBelievers.com, look at the itinerary, sign up today, join us here in the land. Also, our ministry, uh, uh, Poured Out for the Nations, is helping to sponsor this program today. It's our gospel outreach to the nations, our discipleship outreach to the nations, our, our helping orphans and widows in the nations. Go to, go to pouredoutforthenations.com, and as you par- participate in this, this outreach, this kingdom outreach, you also help keep Watch Therefore on the air. It costs a lot of money to do radio programs, but we're thankful the Lord keeps meeting our needs, and he uses his people to do so. Now, having said that, uh, think about this, uh, Ray. I, I heard a pastor say this. I'll never forget. He said, uh, the world is laughing and mocking and having so much fun in their sin, and even so much of the church is caught up in it. He said, the world is belly laughing itself right into hell, but what will keep you from going that way is James 4, 9. Lament and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to gloom. I don't think this is the joy of the Lord. I think this is, this is a lamenting and mourning over sin. And, 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 and the laughter, uh, I think it's the laughter of a clown. You've heard that song, The Tears of a Clown? Well, it, it's an outward laughing that is fleshly and carnal while there's a need to be humble and broken before the Lord, it says in Matthew chapter 5 in the Beatitudes, blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. That's mourning over our sin. Well, what would it be like, Ray, if, if, uh, if, if across America, for example, much of the body of Christ would get a revelation of their sin and the holiness of God and would begin to repent and cry out to the Lord for forgiveness? Wouldn't that be a special day? That would be a great day. I call it the R word, repentance, because a lot of people don't want to hear it. It's rated R to them. They don't, you know, <laughs> it, it's something we all need to do. They, 
they don't want to do. They want to think that they're do, what they're doing is okay, and that God loves them. He'll save them no matter what. And we really have got to get a hold of the R word, repentance. It's very critical, especially in this hour. That's right. And with real repentance comes godly sorrow, right? Uh, there's a lamenting. There's a mourning. I want to share a, a, a quick story. Uh, there was a man named William Carey, who was an incredible uh, 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 witness for the Lord in India uh, a couple hundred years ago. And uh, this, this man's ministry was so important, he revolutionized much of, of India for the gospel uh, with Bible translation and, and, and uh, such pagan, dark areas. These areas were so dark and pagan, Ray, that when a man would die and they would go to burn his body in a big ceremony, they would force his wife to lay next to him and burn his widow as well. It was such a pagan, and he revolutionized uh, the areas where they did this, and they repented, and they began to believe in Messiah Jesus, and he planted congregations. He was a brilliant, godly man, and, and in his late years, in his 70s or 80s, he was sitting and weeping one day, and, and one of his, his colleagues came to him and said, uh, Oh, sir, uh, Brother Kerry, why are you so uh, distraught? Why are you weeping? And, and he answered this way, and he said, Because I am such a sinner. He had a very sensitive attitude towards the sin in his own heart. And, and if a man like that would do so, and in Daniel chapter 9, the great man of God, Daniel, beloved of the Lord, was weeping over his and Israel's sin. Oh, if these people are, are weeping and th- like that, how much should we every now and then be burdened for our sin and repentance and weeping before the Lord, Ray? Yes, it's... Uh to, to get before the Lord in, in, in this posture. I mean, gosh, when people got before the Lord for their sin, they bowed. They didn't stand up tall and beat their chest. They bowed. Wow. They bowed low. It's in humility. Uh, like, uh, uh, I've got something from 1 Kings 3, if I may. Mm-hmm. Uh, Solomon, it says, Solomon, uh, 1 Kings 3, 3, and Solomon loved the Lord, walking in the statutes of his father David, except that he sacrificed and burned incense at the high places. That's what the pagans did. They went up as high as they could. They felt their offering was more accepted if they got higher, if they stood taller. But then Solomon has this vision with the Lord, and he says, I want a discerning heart. And so after he had this this vision with the Lord to ask for a discerning heart, the Lord gave it to him, but then he goes down to Jerusalem to do his sacrifices, no longer on the hilltops. Solomon was changed. He did a repentance, sort of speak. Now, Solomon, I think, was about 20 years old or so when he got the crown. Dove, how many 20-year-olds do you know of? If you put a crown on their head, they would puff up and stand taller. But Solomon admitted his own inexperience. He says, I'm but a child. I, Lord, I need to you to show me what to do to lead your people. And so after the Lord got a hold of him, he got low. He brought his sacrificing low. He got off the hilltops. And I think we need to recognize that especially the young people in the United States, all that in a bag of chips, as you say, Dove, that's what they think of themselves. You want to live godly lives. You want to have grace extended to you. See, this passage is not to take for prosperity preaching where the Lord says, hey, Solomon, what do you want? I'll give it to you. He asked Solomon that while Solomon was in a humble state, while he was humble before the Lord, he gave it to Solomon when Solomon said, look, I am inexperienced. Lord God, I need your help. And Solomon even had to do a little bit of correction. He had to stop going to those hilltops. America, 
we got to get off our hilltops and we got to get low before the Lord in humility. That's the way God wants us to be. That's that's where his grace pours through. That's it's so important, brother Ray. It's so important and and and, and which leads right to verse 10. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord and he will lift you up. Um, so many today in the body of Christ are seeking after position, prestige, power. Well, while man looks for position, uh, the Lord looks for disciples. While, while man looks for promotion, um, the Lord looks for faithfulness. While, while man looks for power, the Lord is looking for weakness where he can show himself strong. And so uh, the ways of the world have made their way to the highest places in the body of Messiah. And these high places are being brought low. And, and persecution is coming to the... It's happening now. It's going to intensify. Uh, it's all over the world. Nobody is immune from it. As a matter of fact, to the contrary, the Bible says all who live godly in Christ... All who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. And listen, wouldn't you rather instead of trying to lift yourself up and exalt yourself, wouldn't you rather the Lord do it? Because then it's fruitful. Then it's pleasing to the Lord. It's a result of going his way. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he will lift you up. Ray, this is a time where everything that is high and lofty is being cut and brought low. And we want to lower ourselves under the blades that are cutting today of the Lord. And we want to be under those so they don't cut us. Everything that is high and lofty and exalting itself is being brought low by the Lord in this hour. And it's going to intensify. We know that from Scripture, don't we, Ray? Yes, we do. And, you know, you talk about blades. I was cutting my grass, had tall grass. After I cut that tall grass, I noticed there were short blades that never got hit by that blade because they were already low. I would rather lower myself before God than him cut me low. And it makes me think of what John said about Jesus. He said, he must increase, but I must decrease. That's right. And so if, if you want to see the Lord increase in your life, then you must decrease. That's right. And what do you have to do to decrease? To decrease, you have to sacrifice. That's right. It means you've got to take all these things and let it go. And like Solomon, you've got to go to that low, lower place where God wants it done in humility to decrease sacrifice before the Lord. Ray, why this, don't you though. take a moment and pray for our listeners, and then I want you to invite them to church, those who are in the Houston area anyhow. So go ahead and lead our listeners in a brief word of prayer, Ray. Father, teach us to decrease. Teach us, Lord God, how to sacrifice and get into humility. Love, I like how Paul says, if I have to boast, then I'm going to boast in the things which are my weakness. Father, teach us to get low before you so we can have your grace and have you in our lives and see you work. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. And you know, we'd love to see you at Calvary Chapel Pearland. Just go to calvarychapelpearland.com. All the information is there calvarychapelpearland.com. I would love to see you Sunday evenings at 6 p.m. 
Ray, tell our listeners just what you're getting ready to teach just for a second. Just if you're, tell them you know, what book you're in and, and kind of where you're going. Just introduction. Well, we, we were at Exodus 24. The Lord just gave the Israelite people the Ten Commandments. And uh, he, he, it was a very special time with them. They actually got to be in the presence of the Lord, and they're, they're going to bind this together in, their, in their, their way of living, because the Lord has, has a way for a society to live to be able to function. He's getting ready to take Israel into the Promised Land, and he's given them the statutes and rules they need to live in the way he would want them to, to live. And we can use the same, uh, the same concepts in our living today, Dove. That's right. That's right. Very good. Ray, uh, such a pleasure once again to be with you on the program. I encourage all of our listeners that are in the Houston area to uh, join Pastor Ray at Calvary Chapel Pearland. Go to calvarychapelpearland.com. You'll be glad you did. There's line upon line uh, teaching uh, of the Word of God, and there is a, a uh, a real powerful expression of worship that you can join in, and, and, and there's a place for you at Calvary Chapel uh, in Pearland. Also, our, our show today is sponsored by the ministry Poured Out for the Nations. You can go to pouredoutforthenations.com and get an idea of some of the work that we do. Uh, we're getting ready to go to Africa and Uganda, ministering with orphans and widows and preaching the gospel and, and, and great discipleship opportunities there in Uganda, you can be part of it in praying, in giving, and even in going on some of these trips. Go to the website, get in touch with me. Also, ask to be put on our monthly mailing list where you can pray through the things that you see in that newsletter and you can join in with us. You might say, well, I don't have any money to give. Well, no one's asking you for money. Would you pray? Would you pray? Uh, Listen, we don't ask for money. We ask for the Lord to help us. Our help comes from the Lord, maker of heaven and earth. We share with you the opportunities, and if he puts on your heart to participate in, in any way, do it. Praying, giving, going. Go to pouredoutforthenations.com. Well, Ray, you know how I liked in this program? It's like this. Yes, I do. Let's hear it. It's yeah. like this. Uh, Messiah Jesus is coming, so we need to watch therefore. He's coming any moment. God bless you, and we'll see you next time. We'll be with you next time. Thanks for listening today, and please join me every day, Monday through Friday, unless our Lord Jesus returns for us this week. This program is listener-supported and depends on tax-deductible donations to stay on the air. Give to Watch Therefore and contact me through our website at watchtherefore.tv. You can also send tax-deductible donations to Watch Therefore, P.O. Box 564, Pearland, Texas, 77588. Again, by the web, watchtherefore.tv, and mail, watchtherefore, P.O. Box 564, Pearland, Texas, 77588. You can also call me right now at 713-624-0943. That's 713-624-0943. Keep watching for Messiah Jesus.